So you're an attorney and you've decided to go out on your own. Now what? You need a plan and you're not alone. Join expert host Adriana Linares and her distinguished guests on New Solo. Tune into the lively conversation as they share insights and information about how to successfully run your law firm here on Legal Talk Network. Welcome to New Solo on Legal Talk Network. I'm Adriana Linares. I'm a legal technology trainer and a consultant. I help lawyers and law firms use technology better. It's pretty simple. Before we introduce today's topic, I want to make sure to take a second and thank our sponsors at Solo Practice University. They've been a sponsor of the show for quite some time, and we really appreciate you checking out their website, learning more about the classes and courses that they have to offer for attorneys out there. I want to welcome Jason Marsh from Marsh 8 onto the show today. Hey, Jason. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. We're excited to have you on because you're the first, okay, you're the anchor, no pressure, in a little series of episodes we're going to do specifically about marketing. So you should be honored. I am honored. Well, thank you so much for having me as your first. I know. Oh, in many ways, I'm sure. (laughs) So as my first guest on our marketing series, tell us a little bit about yourself. What qualifies you as a marketer? Well, so my main focus is internet marketing. I've Well, I've been in the marketing industry for a long time. I started working in advertising in New York City about a decade ago, and I worked as a copywriter for a while, and then I somehow got involved in uh, sort of some of the graphic, more visual elements of things. And um, in 2008, I started my own firm. And uh, at this point, the firm focuses primarily on digital marketing. We work with a lot of law firms, a lot of small businesses as well. But I like to tell people, um, like we've worked with everyone from Silicon Valley-backed uh, technology companies to uh, to Broadway shows and, and everything in between. That's great. And so you do some work with lawyers and law firms. That's one of the reasons I asked you to come on the show, because I know that you have uh, a lot of experience just getting into and through the basics for lawyers. So here, let's do this. Let's kind of do a little role playing. Let's pretend okay. that uh, Adriana Linares, your favorite legal technology trainer and consultant, has recommended a client of hers to you. And all I said to the client was, call Jason Marsh at Marsh 8. He's, he can help you. Um, you don't have anything going so far for marketing. So client calls you up. I'm the client now. Ready? Go ahead. Hey, Jason. My name is Bob. And uh, I got your name from Adriana Linares. I'm interested in doing some marketing for my brand new law firm. Well, hey, Bob. Well, the first thing we're going to do is we're trying to find your niche. We're going to figure out how to brand you. And one of the first things that strikes me is you have a very high voice. So I think there's <laughs> something that we can do, Bob. But really, when it when it comes to... Um, marketing, really the very, very first thing you want to think about is, is what is your focus going to be and who is your target audience? So especially if you're a lawyer that's just starting out with a solo or a small practice, you really want to think about what your niche is. And is when I say niche or well, niche so or niche, I go with niche because some people say niche and some people say niche. So I just go with niche, split the difference. <laughs> But really, it's all about trying to figure out like specifically what segment in the market uh, that you want to target. And that's not just by practice area. So say you want to go out um, as a criminal attorney. I think if you're new to your own firm in the legal industry, even focusing on criminal law is still going to be way too wide because you have to remember that there's lawyers that have been focusing on criminal law and marketing themselves and spending money on branding themselves for five years, 10 years and beyond. So you really are probably going to be in a very competitive market. 
So what I would suggest is, is really narrowing that focus even more. So if you want to focus on being a criminal lawyer, I would ask you, are there, is there a segment within criminal law that you can focus on? Maybe that's juvenile defense okay. in, in criminal law. And then I'd say, well, is, there's probably a lot of lawyers that do some of that as well. But is there, is there a way to focus that even further so that you can really become the specialist in a specific area? So maybe it's you're going to be a criminal defense lawyer that does juvenile defense but focuses on juveniles that maybe have gotten charged with some sort of drug issue. Okay. So now you've really started to drill down and focus, and that's where you can really muscle in on the people that have been in that space for a while and find your space and start to brand yourself. Then you can go one step beyond that is you can focus on certain maybe affluent areas so that you're targeting parents that have the ability to spend a lot of money on okay. a criminal defense lawyer to get their children out of trouble. So it's really to just the, fir the first thing would be to have those discussions and just try to find some area of focus that, that you can really dive into and become the expert on. Okay. So let's say that's where we start. I'm Bob again. And I say, okay, well, that sounds good. We've determined what, what my niche is going to be. So do I need a website? Do I need a, a podcast, a blog? How about a podcast? Should I do TV commercials? Do I need a Twitter handle? How about Facebook? Is Pinterest a place I should look at? Huh. What should I do with Google Hangouts so, or Google Plus? So all of those things, right? But the main thing to consider is that you want to prioritize those. So sure, you want you want to do a podcast, you want to have TV commercials, you want to have, you want all of these things. But there, there's a certain priority that you're going to want to focus on in terms of rolling those out because we're going to make the assumption that you don't have an unlimited budget and that the things that you do spend money on need to generate a return on that investment so that you can put those profits back into new things. So a good starting point, and of course, I'm an internet marketer specifically, so I tend to view uh, the world of marketing as to how you can uh, acquire new business and clients online. So obviously, a website's going to be a, a very good starting point. Okay. Uh, Bob is very cost conscious because so, she's new. Okay. So Bob is a she now transitioned. <laughs> well, I mean, with my high voice, my high pitched voice, I might as well just, you know, go for it. So Bob is new and she has a very limited budget. I want to know exactly how much a website is going to cost me. So, yeah, that's a question that always comes up very early on. And the answer that uh, people love to hear is it depends. But. But I would say when it comes to, to spending money on a website, there's there's a number of different avenues. And I would say for lawyers that are starting out, spend as much as you can afford to get as high quality of a website as you, you can afford. And I would say to do that, you could probably get something pretty darn good within really the $1,500 range. And what you're going to get within that range is something that's probably more of an existing website template. You're not going to get a lot of custom So it's design. like a WordPress template. Everybody talks about WordPress and, you know, all my other solo friends that have gone out on their own have said, well, I just pulled up WordPress and threw something together and then there's this WordPress thing. So do I want to build my own WordPress website or is it better to hire somebody to help me and spend a little extra money? Well, so first off, WordPress is, is a platform. It's known as a content management system and it's what the website is built on so that um, someone without technical uh, expertise can log into the website and make some some at least some basic updates to content and images and so on. So so I would say first and foremost, yes, you want to be thinking about your website, what content management system or platform you want to build it on. WordPress is a is a really good one. 
that I generally recommend. It's the one that I'm most familiar with and, and I think is most ubiquitous. And, and the importance there is you're going to be able to find readily find people that can help you with WordPress. Should you do it yourself? Uh, sure. If you have the ability to install WordPress and, and you know and you know your way around that a little bit, I would say definitely. If it's something that you're going to have to spend a lot of time learning, I'd say you're better off spending your time in other areas of growing your practice and pay a little bit of money just to get it done well, because the area that you're going to now have to focus on is developing the content for that site. Well, I can say as Adriana, not as Bob, that everybody thinks WordPress is so easy. But me, myself, as a technology junkie and as someone who likes to do everything herself, I had a hard time with WordPress. I mean, it was easy for me to do the basic stuff, but as soon as I wanted to put anything special outside of whatever the template was that I ended up, you know, messing around with, it was hard. So, okay, I like your advice of find somebody to help you. Now, let me back up just a minute because you said something about a high quality website. What makes up a high quality website? Like, again, I'm coming to you. Hey, I'm Bob. All my friends keep telling me I need a high quality website. What are the two or three, five things that make up a high quality website? Yeah. So, I mean, think about it in the sense that when your prospective clients, again, let's go back and think about the people that you want to target. When they arrive at that website, are they going to be impressed with what they see, uh, both in terms of visually the way it looks. So again, you don't have to spend a fortune, but you want to select a template that, that just looks good. And if you hire someone, they should be able to help you navigate that. Uh, the second potentially more important thing is the information and the content that you have on the site. Uh, so you're going to want to make sure you have some good photographs of yourself, uh, your office, anyone that might be working in the Do firm. I need to hire a photographer or can I use my iPhone? So I would say before you do anything, um, you, <laughs> <laughs> you can use your iPhone, sure, or someone else can. But what I would recommend is go hire a photographer. Hire a photographer for one hour. Have them come to your office Take some headshots of you, take some different shots of you around the office sitting at your desk, maybe outside, maybe in a conference room if, if you have it. If there's any people in the office, take some photos of them. Um, also get some photos around the office. But all you're trying to do is, is just build up a file so that when you are building your website, your website developer, the person you're working with is going to say, okay, well, I need some content. And so you're not looking at that email, starting to scramble, looking over at your iPhone, thinking right. of selfies and things you might do. <laughs> but you already have some stuff in the bag that you can start to send over. So that's the visual content. The other part of that is the informational content. And that's going to cover the areas that you practice, your background as a lawyer, and maybe some personal items about, you know, how you treat your clientele. But all of that information, that, that's going to be what you need basically, but in, in the basic sense to start with. But, um, but all of that and how well you present that information is going to be important in terms of how people receive you when they're viewing you online. Because keep in mind, that website is open 24 hours a day, seven right. days a week. People can be looking at that website, drawing, judging, drawing opinions without you even knowing they're there. What about um, this malarkey I keep hearing time and time again, that content is king? Is that still true? Well, content's always been important, and it's going to continue to and, be important. And what do we mean by content? Can you explain a little bit? When, when you say to your clients, they come in and they say, okay, well, what do you need from me? And you say, I need content. You're going to say, all right, I need some good pictures of your environment. And then what? Well, so content can be any number of things. I mean, it's obviously going to start with the written word, but it's photographs, diagrams, charts, reports, guides, any number of things that's informational. My wedding uh, videos? Well, if you think you're 
target audience would be interested in your wedding videos. Wedding planners. Sure. Then that would be something you'd want to include. Okay. But if you're um, a juvenile defense attorney, you're going to want to have a lot of information about what it, what types of issues juveniles might run into. If your focus is drug charges, you might want to talk about the range of drug charges that uh, you know a juvenile may face, the type of outcomes that are possible, and all sorts of. You could put case studies, different things, but all that forms the foundation of content, and that's. That's very, very important because the content's going to form the foundation of most of the marketing you do going forward. All right. So before we move on to our next segment, we're going to just stop here and take a quick break because when we come back, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to say, okay, so now I've got content, I've got a WordPress site or I've got a website and, you know, now what are we going to do with it all? Are you going to help me with my SEO? And of course, as Bob, I don't necessarily know what that means, but Before we move on to our next segment, we're going to take a quick break to hear a message from our sponsors. Ready to create and build your own solo or small firm practice? Need a nuts and bolts education on the 360 degree experience of starting a business? There is only one online destination dedicated to helping you achieve your goals. Solo Practice University. The only online educational and professional networking community dedicated to lawyers and law students who want to go into practice for themselves. More than 1,000 classes, 58 faculty and mentors. What are you waiting for? Check out solopracticeuniversity.com today. Welcome back to New Solo. I'm Adriana Linares, and with me today is Jason Marsh of Marsh 8. Jason is a digital marketing specialist, and he's been helping us um, understand the foundations of internet marketing, digital marketing. So in the last segment, we started talking about uh, the types of things that we need on our website, how to get started with a website, you know, find someone like Jason and get uh, maybe a WordPress site or some sort of site down. We've got some office pictures, we've got some content that we've been talking about. And then of course, the ultimate, you know, thing that everybody hears about when it comes to being found on the internet is those three little letters, S-E-O. What does that mean exactly, Jason? And then how do I get some? Yeah, search engine optimization. So um, essentially what what that means is optimizing your website and the assets contained on your website, Uh, content, images, et cetera, to rank well for Google searches related to uh, the practice areas or the specialties that you're targeting. So now this goes back to what we talked about a little bit earlier and how important it is to identify your niche because, or niche, because when you think about SEO, there's a lot of lawyers that have been in the space already. You know, if you got into- So what do you mean when you say that? What's that, SEO? They've been in the space they, already. So, so, the interwebs? Yeah. They, well, they've just been in the industry, and they've probably been doing a lot of marketing, including online marketing, including SEO, for many years. So they're way ahead of the game. Yeah, how do I get there? Like, I'm starting from scratch here, and these guys have been running around for 10 or 15 years working up all sorts of traction in that world. So what do I do? Well, and that's exactly what's happened. As, as any area of law that tends to be profitable, there tends to be a lot of lawyers that have been investing in their internet marketing and SEO and their presence and, and all of that. And so, yeah, you've got to 
you've now got to catch up and it's it's doable if it's done right but i think it starts with identifying a unique niche because if we go back to the criminal lawyer niche if say you're in orlando which is which is where i'm based uh, that's an extremely competitive area and there's a lot of criminal lawyers that have been focused and and have really good ranking and you're not going to come out and just build a website no. and put up a few pages of content and have an expectation that you're going to all of a sudden start generating a lot of traffic and phone calls and start generating you know thousands and thousands of dollars of revenue so what you've got to do is you've got to go back and identify that niche that we've talked about and say what's a really focused area of criminal defense law that no one else is focusing on and or at least not out loud or, not, or at least not out loud but but this is a very con this isn't just a, a strategy that works with seo this is a strategy that works in business there's big companies out there right. that cover large amounts of of real estate but the way the smaller companies come in is they target really focused areas and service really specialized areas of need, at least to start. And then you can go wider from there. So my recommendation from an SEO standpoint is to figure out what, and, and this is also going to work on the paid side as well, is you focus on that niche and you develop content. And so let's talk about what we mean by content. Think about all the different topics. Think about all the, so when you think about your, your target audience, think about the questions that they have and the things that they might go online looking for for information and answers about and answer that and write as much of that as you can and if you can't write it find someone that can because it's that content that's going to grow and start to form the foundation of your seo strategy it's going to form the foundation of your your advertising strategies in many ways so you want to start to build that out like an faq an faq is a place to start comments you can identify Maybe we'll talk about cases that are in the news that might be applicable to what mm -hmm. your clients might be concerned about. Uh, but just talk about all the finer points of the law and the different things, uh, because that's going to help you get indexed in Google for all those specialized things. And so I guess if we step back, the bigger picture is here is if you're a criminal lawyer, you're going to have a very difficult time ranking organically for criminal lawyer Orlando, but you have a much better shot of focusing on uh, you know, juvenile lawyer, uh, juvenile defense, criminal lawyer, and Edibles. Orlando. Edibles. <laughs> Edibles. <laughs> um, so my question for you then is, how fast does that happen? Can I expect to see some results by next month? Possibly. So the niche strategy is going to work a lot more uh, quickly than if you tackle the big competitive broad practice area that everybody else has been in. So when it comes to internet marketing, I typically put your, your two, once you've got your website in place, I, I typically put your two strategies and, and that, that you have available to you into two buckets. You have organic strategy, which includes your SEO, your social media. Can, can you explain that a little bit more? What does organic exactly mean? Well, it's it's more of an industry term, but we're we're talking, I guess, primarily about things that you're not paying for. Okay. Okay. So. So just the natural strategy, content, links and links out. Does that count anymore? Sure. So so that's another important factor, and you know that uh, when it comes to SEO, when it when when we talk about SEO and how Google ranks specific websites based on uh, specific keyword queries or topics. Uh, relevancy is going to be a very important thing, but you have to realize lots of sites are probably going to be relevant. So now Google's algorithm has to rank those sites that are relevant for this keyword query. How do they do it? How do they determine who's got more authority? What site is more valuable? Well, one of the factors that we know is very important is links. And those are links pointing to your website. 
Those are considered, let's say, votes for your website. Uh, one time, link building was a term you might have heard a lot if you were working in SEO or yeah. under undertaking some site of SEO campaign, which really just boiled down to get as many sites, any type of link, linking, pointing to your site. Well, that doesn't link work anymore. Link building is, for the most part, dead. Now what are we what we talk about is link earning. So really you're looking for uh, editorial links. You're looking for uh, links from quality websites and resources. So it's not the sheer number of links. So in some ways SEO has gotten easier uh, if you know how to do it because the sheer volume is down, but the quality has gone much higher. Uh, so what you're trying to do is you're trying to find industry blogs that cover, and this is another reason why focusing on a specific niche uh, makes you more and more enticing as a as a wire as a website and more able to get uh, get a link to your website. So, uh, so earning links to your website is something that that is definitely important and is going to be an important factor in how high you can rank for particular search queries. Well, and it sounds, and I of course read a lot about this and and tend to keep an eye on it too. It seems like it's just become harder and harder. To, to cheat the system. And that's one of the things that I want to make sure we say outside and I mean out loud to lawyers is don't fall prey to, you know, marketers who say we'll get you on the first page of a Google search. You know, you have to pay attention to exactly what that means. Are you going to end up in a directory? You know, are you going to be on the front at the first page at the top of the hit list? But you're also like buried inside of another legal directory. Um, there's just no easy way to do it this way. It's almost as if SEO and Internet marketing has become quite honest because all of the ways that, that Google is sort of rewriting and building these algorithms all the time. Am I kind of on the right track? Yeah, There's absolutely. no magic bullet, right? There isn't. And at one time there, you know, there, there may have been some magic bullets and and the type of businesses that follow those things, quite honestly, are now in all sorts of penalties and are in trouble with Google. And, right. and, and that represents quite a lot of work now is fixing problems like that for people. But the Google's algorithms has, has gotten a lot more sophisticated in the last few years. And so uh, the, the most important thing that Google is trying to do is identify the, the highest quality websites uh, that exist for a specific search query. And the reason they're doing that is because if every time you went to Google and you got a bunch of lousy results, you'd probably stop using right, Google. Right. So it's very important to them that they're ranking high quality sites. So, uh, you know, just having a very, like a lot of pages with, you know, 100 words, 200 doesn't words, work. that doesn't work anymore. I mean, there's uh, different type of penalties that exist for both uh, thin and low quality content, as well as really spammy backlink profiles where people just went out and procured links from a whole bunch of different places. Right. And I know that you spend a lot of time sometimes fixing those websites and have a lot of experience. And I know you get very frustrated when you have to sort of reverse engineer some of that that bad SEO work that, that people have done in the past. Before I let you go, because we're almost out of time, I do want to make sure we sort of tie up the circle of organic versus paid. So you explained to us what organic is. And then my question is, when you're putting together a marketing package for clients, do you include paid advertisements and um banners and that sort of stuff is an effective way of, of doing internet yeah, marketing? Yeah, we do. And, and we, we generally look at multifaceted ways to promote the firm. And so as I described earlier, there's two buckets. There's your organic and then there's your paid advertising mm -hmm. side. The organic is something that's more of a long-term approach as you're 
you know, doing all the things that we talked about, trying to improve your, your organic ranking in Google. You don't have to pay for that organic ranking. Whereas on the paid side, that's something that uh, can happen much more quickly in terms of getting your site visibility and promoting it, but you're paying. It's, it's traditional advertising. How much am I paying? Well, how much do you want to pay? And, and that's really what it comes down to. So it's... Um, I have $250 a month that I can budget toward paid advertisement on the internet. Is that... Would you balk at that or would you say, hey, that'll get us started? I mean, that's, I would say that's generally a, a small budget, but not that you can't start with that. And again, this is going to go back to being niched because if you're targeting criminal defense lawyer Orlando, that's going to probably cost you about you know, $30 plus a click, maybe more. So you can do the math and see how many clicks you get there. But I can guarantee you if you're focusing on some very specific area of criminal law, like juvenile defense for drug charges or something like that, then the clicks are all of a sudden probably – you know, five dollars or ten dollars. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden your budget is is a lot more is a lot cheaper. So so anyway, you definitely have to think about when you're when you're thinking about organic as a long term approach, paid is immediate traffic, immediate mm-hmm. uh, feedback in terms of, you know, what people are responding to from an advertising standpoint. Well, it sounds like we have a lot to learn. So I'm glad that we're doing this in in a series because unfortunately we've run out of time, which Always drives me crazy when we're talking about such interesting and useful topics. So before I let you go, I just want to make sure and ask you how our listeners can either get a hold of you or keep an eye on what you're doing out there on the uh, on the good old pipes. Yeah, sure. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Jason Marsh. You can also you can email me at Jason at Marsh 8.com. That's M-A-R-S-H, the number 8.com. I'm always happy to talk to people and uh, answer any questions. And lastly, you can subscribe to uh, my mailing list where you'll get lots of cool tips, content, and resources like webinars, podcasts, and videos with lots of ideas and great information to help grow your practice and, and leverage the internet. And there you can just get that at marsh8.com forward slash subscribe and sign up for that. Well, thanks so much, Jason. Really appreciate your time today. Yeah, thank you for having me. For all of you listeners who'd like more information about what you've heard today, make sure to visit New Solo at LegalTalkNetwork.com. Don't forget, you can find us on iTunes. You can uh, subscribe via RSS. Of course, we're on Twitter and Facebook. So that brings us to the end of our show. I'm Adriana Linares. Thank you so much for listening. Join us next time for another great episode. And remember, you're not alone. You're New Solo. Thanks for listening to New Solo with host Adriana Linares. Tune in again to learn more about how to successfully run your new practice solo here on Legal Talk Network. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring, 
and firing and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the unbillable hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.